Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 553. Today on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the Forest Grove Concours d'Elegance in talking with sponsors and contributors of this spectacular event that takes place on July 17th at Pacific University campus east of Portland, Oregon. You can learn more about this event at www.forestgrove.org. Don't be afraid to take a chance or a risk. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Brian Cohn. Brian, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, yes. Let's get going. All right. Great to have you here. Brian Cohn has been an automotive enthusiast since his grandfather gave him three model cars, including a 58 Edsel, at the age of three. He was a steering committee member of the Portland Art Museum's Allure of the Automobile, Cars in the Park show for BMW. That was an awesome show, by the way. He's the events coordinator for the PDX Mini Club, logistics manager for the Oregon Festival of Cars, and events coordinator for the BMW CCA Oregon chapter. He is one busy guy. Brian is an example of how being an active club member and helping create events for automotive enthusiasts is a great way to enjoy the camaraderie of fellow car enthusiasts. Brian's also a BMW Corral Coordinator for this weekend's Forest Grove Concours, taking place at the Pacific University campus east of Portland, Oregon. I will see you there. So, Brian, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your passion for automobiles? Yes, thank you, Mark. Yes, um, since I was a little boy, I really gained an interest in cars, and uh, I was just uh, active as a little kid. I mean, uh, we'd go out camping, and instead of going fishing with my brother and dad, I would be out on the edge of the road making notes of cool cars that would drive by. <laughs> and then I was a little boy. I used to uh, cut out ads from magazines and put them in notebooks and ones I really liked. <laughs> and, and then, of course, back then there was no computers, so I used to uh, handwrite um, what would be now uh, spreadsheets mm-hmm. with information about the cars. Um, models, horsepower, zero to 60, and all this. And sure. I don't know what I really did with it, except just had the fun of making them. But that developed into a lot of passion for cars. And I'm proud to say that 
uh, my son and daughter are also car enthusiasts as well. Very nice. Well, you're involved in so many club activities. You're a great example of one of those people that volunteers, steps forward, and does a lot of the heavy lifting for those of us who attend car shows and just walk around and go, wow, this just magically happened. There's a lot of work that goes into the background, the people involved. I know having Alan Stevens on the show with the upcoming Concord this weekend, talking to him, he said, I could not do it without people like Brian. And that's why he suggested that I talk to you and have you be a guest here on Cars. Yeah. So we're going to learn a lot more about you as we go through the questions. But first, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra, something that's been important and instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Brian, take the wheel. Oh, great. Thanks. Yes, um, my favorite saying is effort equals results. (laughs) Yes. And I've told my kids that throughout the whole life. In fact, they would know when I was going to say it. Oh, yes, Dad, (laughs) I know. Effort equals results. (laughs) But it's true. Yes. Really. You know, if if you go after something, you just figure out what you need to do, and just go full speed ahead, no matter how much work it takes. Yeah, well, with these events that you're so heavily involved in, I would assume that quote has a lot of meaning. We've all been to Concours events, and we walk around and we enjoy them. We've been to, uh, I've been to a lot of track events with clubs, BMW Club, Porsche Club, autocrosses, and you get there and everything's all set up and ready to go. And sometimes I even have to remind myself to walk around and thank everybody who was there three hours before me, setting up, doing all the work. And in your case, we talked a little bit in our pre-show chat, the effort that goes in just to a car corral, right? I mean, a huge amount of work. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, it takes months of work and, and working with your connections and having you know people help as well. Mm-hmm. Dave McIntyre helped me with the Forest Grove event extensively. So it's really important to set up your, your overall mission at first mm-hmm. when organizing an event. And then try to figure out how you're going to put all these pieces together. Yes. And you have to really have to keep up with it too because, you know, time goes by, you may not get the <laughs> results you want. And then you have to kind of reset yourself. Okay. Well, dang, that's not working. What do I need to do next? Yeah, exactly. Well, huge amount of work. Thank you for all the work you do. Being a BMW club member, I'm very appreciative of the work that all the folks that uh, contribute and put on these events. Let's go back in time. You talked about going, I love this, camping with your family. They're fishing, and you're up on the road watching cars <laughs> drive by. I'm sure your mom was freaking out going, where did Brian go? Find him up on the road, Mom. But would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment when you look back in time when you really realized that, oh, my gosh, I'm a car guy? Uh, I think it all started when my father would take me to uh, dealers when the new models came out and to the annual uh, automotive show uh, in Portland. Uh, my dad was a car guy too, and you know, being an American car enthusiast back then. But uh, he made a point of every year taking me to the showrooms and looking around uh, when the new cars came out and talking with the salesmen and looking at the brochures. And I was just thinking, that is so cool. You know, in fact, that was about the only thing he ever did with me besides throw a baseball back and forth every once in a while was to go look at new cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I've done that with my son. He just graduated from college, but you can ask him. He's been to more Concours events, racing events, vintage racing events, track events, driving events than probably any other little kid. I've got a picture <laughs> of him sitting on the hood of a GT350 Shelby Mustang that we took oh. to the one of the first uh, track events when he was, I think, about three years old. So, oh my uh, gosh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, so uh, he did the same thing. So you guys share something there. Well, Brian, I would love to take a look at uh, some of the roads you've driven down. Now, I would assume being involved with clubs, being active in clubs, especially with big events like this upcoming Forest Grove Concord, is fraught with challenges, fraught with failures, fraught with frustration. Take us down a path, share with us a painful memory, a painful thought that you've experienced. Now, this could be maybe in your career before you got involved with cars or while you're involved with cars, but I'm more important here is how did you overcome that particular situation and what did it teach you? Uh, probably the most important situation was when I was a member of the BMW ACA club uh, here in Portland. I, been, I was a member of that for several years, and I felt that the group was just moving in the wrong direction. It was more all about the board members and getting perks versus the, the membership. Mm-hmm. And uh, my job there was to run the touring events, which was my passion. And after after a while, the president was becoming dead set against running these events. I remember um, we were at the historic car races one summer day and we decided to have a meeting out on the grass to mm-hmm. talk about it. And so the president and the vice president were there. So they decided they're going to resolve this whole thing by transferring responsibility to the vice president mm. instead of me. And I thought, and they all went away and thought this was the greatest idea ever. And I was standing there by myself thinking, you know, this is absolutely the worst situation that could have happened. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a coup took place. <laughs> I know. It's not going to work. So I th- at that point, that's when I decided that I was going to set up a new BMW club, part ah. of the BMW CCA. So uh-huh. I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Well, you know, that's a very interesting tack. I've been involved in dozens and members of dozens of car clubs and experienced something like that similar up here in the Pacific Northwest years ago when the entire mood of the club started to transfer down another path and there was a focus and it was all because of the one person running it was focused on one aspect of the club instead of rounding it out for all the different members. This was a huge club. What ended up happening was a max exodus of a lot of members and all of a sudden the club found itself without any people showing up, nobody coming except for this small little group of people. So what would be a good takeaway from this as far as people getting involved in clubs, people joining car clubs so that that same thing doesn't happen? Is there some advice you could offer people other than what you did, which was ingenious? I'm going to go start my own version of the BMW club. The most important thing is to focus on what the real needs of the members are of mm-hmm. these car clubs and the participants, too. I mean, you set up a concours event or car show or a touring event or even a social event. What is the main purpose? The main purpose is to make sure these people have fun or happy and enjoy themselves and right. have opportunity to tell stories and relate to people. So anything besides that, you're not really doing it for the people you're doing it for yourself right exactly what about the club mission statement do you think that has a lot to play with how the the club operates and focuses is is that an important aspect 
It's important to have that as a background document or something to refer to. I think many times um, board members move away from that and they get involved in what they want to do personally. Yes. And not being part of the team. Exactly. I saw that also with another club I was a part of. You mentioned tours, and that was something that you were active in. I used to love to go on tours. And one of the clubs I was a part of, what started happening was these tours became almost like races. Mm -hmm. And you're driving on public roads. uh, You've got your kids with you. Very dangerous situations. I saw some people doing things that I finally, in one tour, I just turned around and went home. Mm -hmm. I went, somebody's going to get in an accident. Sure enough, about an hour later, somebody called me and said, yep. One of the guys hit something, uh, came around a corner on the wrong side of the road. So uh, I think it's really important, but I don't want to paint the negative side because clubs can be fantastic, right? Oh, yeah. Clubs are great. I just love being involved with clubs, helping to organize events and and making sure that the events are run properly and well and safely as well. Our touring events, uh, our BMW chapter, we have written what's called a touring event manual. It's Mm -hmm. like an SOP for running tours, all the way from promoting it and coming up with the idea and promoting it and getting supporters all the way to running it. Hmm. And the most important thing is is to be safe. Because I've, I have been in those tours before where people are driving way too fast, and that's yeah. not safe. So safe and enjoyable. Take the speed to the track. That's where it belongs. Plenty yes. of chances to go fast there. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a, a career or a club aha moment in this case. It's a time when those headlights come on and kind of illuminate your way for a new direction, a new focus. Tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. Uh, well, the aha moment was when I decided to form a BMW CCA chapter. And I did it kind of on the sly uh, background because I didn't want to get people upset with me and, you know, stifle my idea before it could really get going. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. And over the next several months, I worked with the BMW CCA Puget Sound chapter to get some ideas and get the ball rolling until finally I, I sprung loose with the um, announcement for a meeting that would take place to discuss this idea of setting up an Oregon chapter of the BMW CCA. Okay. And that was, that was very scary. It was a huge risk. <laughs> I'll bet. You know, I mean, if, if nobody showed up, I would be ostracized. <laughs> I think it was br- really brave of you. Now, did you get a lot of support from the BMW North America? Uh, absolutely. The CCA sent Steve Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vice President, uh, to our meeting. And and uh, also I got support from the Puget Sound chapter. Lance Richard came down as well. Oh, yeah, I know Lance well. Yeah, he's a great guy. And yep. he was past president of the CCA chapter up there as well. So, right. And they calmly answered questions, and there was a lot of angry comments. But by the way, the, you know, I was hoping that someone would show up to this meeting. As it turns out, it was standing room only. It had over 60 people there. Well, there you go. Yeah, there was a, there was a gap and you filled a need. So uh, very, very cool. Well, kudos to you for doing that, taking on that bold move, diving into that corner and making that nice pass and uh, creating something new at the club. That's absolutely fantastic. Love that story. Let's talk a little bit about proudest career or proudest club moments. Is there one that stands out for you? Yes. 
the BMW CCA has annual congress in Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, every spring, April. And it's a real professional type of event where you have concurrent sessions like professional um, association uh, annual meeting. So concurrent ev- sessions, you talk about taxes, you know, safety, uh, membership growth, all the different things. And Saturday night is the banquet. Board members from each of the 67 BMW chapters. Well, here we are, new, new kids on the block. We formed our chapter in January and here it is April, just trying to get our feet on the ground. But uh, everyone knew our struggles in that organization. Everybody knew what we're going through. Yeah. So Frank Patek uh, got up there and the first thing he said when he was giving his speech is, I want to introduce the board members from the newest CCA chapter. Nice being led by Brian Cohn. Yeah. And so they asked us to stand. We stood up, three of us, and we just got huge, huge ovation. Cool. And it just made me think it was well worthwhile. Oh, yeah. Well, awesome moment. Frank has been a guest here on Cars. Yeah, I've had a, a lot of BMW guys here. I um, had Rob Siegel, who writes a really fun column in the BMW Roundout magazine, The Hack Mechanic. He was just recently a guest. Of oh, course, yeah. uh, the editor-in-chief of the uh, BMW Roundout Club publication, Satch Carlson, has been a guest on the show, a friend of mine for a long time. So uh, some real great people that the club has surrounded itself with. And uh, an upcoming guest here on Cars, yeah, is going to be a BMW design guy. Most of us will remember Chris uh, Bengal, who designed, of course, BMWs for many years for the club, so or, or for the car manufacturer, I should say. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here and talk about your first really special car. Go back in time to that first car that you finally got that you just went, oh, man, it's so cool. I finally got this thing. And tell us a special memory about that vehicle. Okay, sure. Yes. Uh, when I was 19 years old, I bought a 1963 Ford Falcon Sprint Convertible. Oh, cool. <laughs> red V8, four-speed manual. And it was just great driving around with the top down. However, um, being a young guy like that, I did get into trouble one time. <laughs> yeah, some of you us know? do that. Or did that, I should say. But it wasn't my fault, I swear. Of course. No. Of course it wasn't. No, it was my, my stupid friends. Ah, uh, yes. Peer pressure. Yeah, so picture this. For this hot summer day, my buddies were up in this park throwing water balloons at each other. And, and as they were leaving, I was at the stoplight. And a friend of mine was behind me in his car. And I had three guys in my car. All of a sudden, boom, this water balloon just exploded in the inside of my windshield. My <laughs> stupid friend behind me threw it. And, of course, what happened? All my three buddies jumped out and they just pelted him with water balloons. Uh-huh. Boom, boom, boom. Well, unknown to us. There was a police car right behind him. Oh, no. <laughs> so I took off, and he turned on his lights. He pulled me over, and thinking think I was some hooligan who was just randomly, you know, Yeah, going around people, attacking people. You know, with, with water balloons, of all things. So I got a bad ticket, and, uh. oh, crap. But uh, it was still a fun <laughs> car anyway. The Mighty Falcon, the underpinnings of the upcoming uh, Mustang, of course. Yes. Uh, which was great. So a uh, uh, funny story. That's fun. Well. If that's the biggest trouble you ever got in as a kid, you're doing pretty darn good, I think. So water balloons. I remember those fights. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've owned that you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? Oh yes. Um for high school, uh we would buy cars for our kids, you know, cars I'd always wanted to buy but couldn't justify them to my wife, you know. <laughs> yes. So I've done oh, that. kids kids needs a car. So we bought a eighty seven Audi GT coupe for son for a high school car. Mm-hmm. Awesome car. We fixed it up, you know, lowered it, uh, springs, uh, shocks, hella headlights, and it was just great. Well, we sold it when he we went to college. We sold it 
to this Nike guy and we bought an E30 M3 mm. college car, you know? Yep. And I just love that Audi. So, um, son noticed it went up for sale a few years later and I went out to look at it and I'm just standing here looking at it. I said, oh man, I really, really like to buy this car back. But, <laughs> you know, and I'd have four cars and I only have a three car garage. So yeah. It's one of the things where you, you really want to do something, but you know you can't. Yeah. Well, I've got a little solution for you. We have that problem at our house. My son's car lives here because he's now living in San Francisco where he doesn't need a car, where he works as his first job after graduating. So his BMW lives in my driveway under a Covercraft car cover. And I mentioned that, of course, because Covercraft's been a sponsor here in cars. Yeah. So if you need an excuse to have that fourth car, just buy yourself a good Covercraft car cover and uh, no problem. It's just like being in the garage. It keeps it nice and dry up here in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> so I've solved your problem for you right there. Okay. Those, those Audi GT coupes are cool too. The predecessors are uh, the street version of the mighty Quattros, the race cars, the rally cars that they have. So oh, yeah, very fun. Well, let's talk about today and the Forest Grove Concord Elegance. I'd love for you to share mm-hmm. a little bit more about the event, how you're involved with the event, the BMW Corral, what that means, and share what's coming up this weekend here uh, at the Forest Grove Concord Elegance. Oh, sure. Yes, it's going to be a really, really great event. Uh, we've participated a couple times before. This is the first time we've had a judge category. And my job was to find some, you know, really nice cars. It was, it's a challenge, but we have found some great cars. Mm-hmm. For example, Peter Gleason is going to bring his, oh, yes. uh, one of his, one of his M1s. Nice. You know, he has three of them. I mean, yes. He's, he said he'd bring his best one. And I thought, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be nice to have a choice. You know? <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> Peter's got an amazing collection of cars up here in the Pacific Northwest, including a BMW art car with race car, which is pretty cool. Yeah. He has a couple of Batmobiles. Oh yeah. Uh, so he'll bring that. Uh, I do have uh, two Batmobiles that are attending as well. One, a race car version and one, a street version. Ooh, nice. And there's a Z8. There's uh, a 2002 Turbo. There's um, you know, just quite a few cars that mm-hmm. are really, really interesting. And of course, I'll have my Bull Beast on display, the uh, 93 <laughs> M5. Nice. So it's, it's going to be a really great event and I encourage everybody to come. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you who maybe aren't familiar with car corrals at Concours events, they're usually a group of specific marks that are at the event and they park at the event. Sometimes they're within the event. Sometimes they're just outside and all the club members can join. Many events or Concours events will have different marks. So the Porsche Club will be there, the Alpha Club, uh, uh, any kind of an old Ford Mustang, say, club, whatever it is, in this case, BMW Club. And the club members get together. It's kind of like having their own mini show within the Concours which is pretty cool, special place to park on the lawn. And I'll be driving my M3 down on Sunday to have some fun with all you guys. So uh, very special event. I encourage anybody in the Portland area this Sunday, the 17th, to uh, head over. It's just east of Portland, short drive. Uh, I'm going to drive down from Gig Harbor. We'll have a lot of fun. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Brian. If you were a car, what kind of car would Brian be and why? (laughs) Well, actually, it's my current car. So I have a 93 BMW E34 M5. Ooh, the mighty beast. Yes, the mighty beast. And I just love that car. It's just a dark blue color called Avis Blue. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful and, color. And it's only one of 25 in the United States in, in that blue color, by the way. Oh, wow. Plus, I have 29,000 miles on it. So it's a low mileage car. Oh, my gosh. You need to drive that thing more. <laughs> well, <laughs> 
Someday, sometimes I do. I'll drive out to Forest Grove. But the reason why I like it is because it's it's unassuming, it's discreet, it's not flashy. It's cool because of the way it drives and goes. Right. So it's, it's not like a Ferrari, a red Ferrari or a Lamborghini or something where yeah. everyone looks at it and says, oh, look at that. You know, it looks like an ordinary sedan. But mm-hmm. the people who are knowledgeable will know, oh, this is, this is a special car. Yeah, boy, if you've never driven an M5, take an opportunity when you get one because I've driven several different variations, different years, different models, and those things are just incredible. You get in, you feel like you're in just, oh, it's kind of a mid-sized big sedan and then you stand on it and the power just keeps coming and coming and coming and coming <laughs> see how brave you are so uh, fantastic cars i'll look forward to seeing yours uh, this weekend for sure so brian up next is the last lap but before we put the pedal to the metal let's say thank you to today's cars yeah sponsor if you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over congratulations you're ahead of most people but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Brian, we are back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yes, yes. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Check out that car. Check out that car. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, if you're going to buy a car... And many people buy it with their emotions. Ah, uh, yes. You, you know, which is typical, but, you know, check it out. You don't want to make a mistake. I've done that. Yes. Check it out. Carefully look at reviews. Have it taken to a shop. And then you can feel good about buying it. You know, one of the things I've done with friends and they've done with me is when they're going to go look at a car, they bring me along and they say, do everything you can to talk me out of this vehicle. (laughs) And you become this objective set of eyes that can spot things that when you're in lust mode (laughs) that you completely miss when you're standing there going, I want this thing so bad. I want this thing so bad. So. That's the good, uh, my little uh, advice for people out there. Take a friend who will talk you out of it. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success? Organization. Mm. <laughs> I have, um, I have an analyzer personality. That's why I was a chemist. And there you, you have to look at everything and put things together. A lot of people just go here, there, and everywhere, but but really sitting down and organizing something, if it's a car event or a whole car club or even just a social event, you need to think it through, make sure it's organized. Absolutely, especially being a chemist by profession. As you know, you put two of the wrong ingredients together, and what do you end up with? An explosion. Yeah. Uh, boom, a bad car show. Yeah, <laughs> bad car, exactly. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with the listeners you think they would really enjoy? Resource. It's good to have connections. Mm, yes. Connections. That's the way the world goes around. And it's uh, knowing a lot of people, people with different uh, backgrounds or, or resources. Mm-hmm. That's the way to make things run smoothly is calling upon someone that can help you by oh, having yeah. connections. Networking, so important. Yes. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read recently you think our listeners would enjoy as well? 
Uh, well, yes, being a BMW enthusiast, my favorite book is called uh, BMW M Series by mm-hmm. Alan Henry. Nice. It's, uh, it's an older book. I can see it from here. Mm-hmm. It was last edition was in year 2000, but it really goes through the history of how BMW has transformed into being a high-performance oriented company. I have that book as well, and I wish they'd come out with an updated version of what's happened in the last 15, 16 years, because the M Sport part of BMW just keeps growing and growing and growing, and uh, now they have all these different variations. You even get an M Sport X5, so <laughs> yes. I'm trying to talk yes. my wife into that one, but she says hers is just fine the way it is, but uh, <laughs> I'll keep working on her. Well, I'll remind our listeners you can find links to all these great resources Brian has shared at carsyad.com on his very own show notes page. Just look for Brian Cone, type Brian in the search bar, and that page will pop up with quick, easy links to buy. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, Brian, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, so you can keep your M5, don't worry about that, but money is no object. I'll buy you any car you'd like. Even any car that's going to be at the Forest Grove Concord this weekend, if I could talk the owner out of it. What would that vehicle be and why? It would be an orange M1. Ooh, okay. You know. Yeah, well, what is it about the uh, BMW M1 that you like so much? Well, it's it was set for Group 5 racing, and they had to have a certain number built for the street. I think there's 399 of them built for street use. It's a mid-engine sports car, and it's totally, totally unique. And nothing has been built like it since in, in BMW land, uh, and it's just so cool. It's, it doesn't have a lot much horsepower compared to modern cars, of course, but um, it, just the format and the looks is just fantastic. Yeah, the M1 was so cool. And there's uh, one thing I always remember about the M1. On the back, there's two roundels, the BMW logo for those non-BMW people out there. Two roundels on the back of that car. I can't think of any other BMW they ever did that with. No, that was the only one. Yeah, the only one. Wow, M1. Well, I'm sure there's going to be an M1 at the Concours event this weekend. I'd encourage people to attend that event and uh, look for Brian have some fun. Brian, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've had a great fun talking with you and getting kind of fired up for the Concours this weekend, the Forest Grove Concours. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with me and with the listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that orange BMW M1? (laughs) Uh, Yes, it's this. Don't be afraid to take a chance or a risk. Very, very important. And what's the best way for our listeners to, to learn more about you or learn more about the BMW Club and learn more about the Forest Grove Concours. You can just take a look at, uh, for the BMW chapter I belong to, uh, you can just Google search BMW Car Club America Oregon chapter. It's awesome, great group. We have over 800 members. And the Forest Grove Concours, you can Google that as well. That is a really important and great show. So I hope a lot of people attend. Absolutely. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Brian's been so kind to share on his show notes page at carsyeah.com. Just type Brian in the search bar. You'll find links to the BMW Oregon chapter there. You'll also find a link to the Forest Grove Concours. Easy to find, www.forestgrove.org. Again, I would encourage you, if you're in the area this weekend, to join Brian and Alan Stevens, the director, and all the other great people that are part of this uh, spectacular event. It is a very very cool show. I've got a good friend who's bringing his uh, spectacular RS Carrera down. I'll be seeing him down there as well. You know who I'm talking about out there in Cars Yow listener land, my friend Bill. 
Brian, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Out listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you at the Forest Grove Concours de Elegance. Well, thank you, Mark. Actually, it's a quite an honor to be selected for an interview, and I really do appreciate it. Thanks again. You're welcome. The pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.